Podcast 118 at Hey Arnold Reeducation, where every week two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon Hey Arnold. I am Michael, and I am a unique individual. I am Sean, and I'm a beautiful and unique snowflake. <laughs> An individual snowflake, at that, yes. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I'm alive. I'm cold. As same. Uh, I'm alive. I am alive. I'm tired. Not quite cold. Not too hot. I don't need more blankets or less blankets. I'm I'm doing okay on that mm. in that department. So that feels pretty good. Good. Yep. Glad to hear. <laughs> right on. I don't know. It's kind of surreal. We are officially starting uh, embarking into season two of the show tonight. It's mm. it it um it didn't still doesn't feel real even though I watched the uh, t- tonight's episodes I think two or three times just to kind of prepare. Um, but it was quite, mm. quite the adjustment for me to go jump in with a, a lot of things were, I mean, a lot of things were kind of just different or like juiced up. At least that was my experience of watching these. So it was, mm. it, it's, yeah. it's going to be, it, I feel like it's going to be a slightly different experience moving forward, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So shall we just jump on in? My my friend, let's get it. All right. Well, before we do that, just as a reminder, again, it's redundant at this point because it's like if you are listening to this, then you probably are subscribed. But if you're hearing it for the first time, just be uh yeah, feel free to subscribe to our show. You can find us else uh, on multiple services: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, other things that escape me right now. A lot of random ones with names that sound made up, but they're real. I checked. <laughs> uh, leave a rating and review if you can, if you want, if you. I'm not your mom. You can do it. I'm not. I'm not even your lieutenant major. <laughs> so you know you can do do with that what you will. <laughs> I'm sleepy, but do we're doing it anyway. Hell you want? I'm a little. I'm lagging behind a little bit. Uh, but we. Um, I was gonna say we're on Twitter and Instagram at PC118Pod, but depending on how the next day or week goes, there might not be a Twitter for us to ho- to be on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. This just got dated real quick. <laughs> I just the the use of the word hardcore. I can't tell if that's if if Elon's being ironic or not because I I I just I genu- I don't know and I don't care, but it's just hilarious at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the if the lizard is self aware. I don't know either. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I just think of that episode of. I, I don't f- really have the interest to find out. Neither either. do I. I do, when I hear the word hardcore, I think of two things: either a school of rock, you know, you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Or that one episode Correct. of, or that one episode of the Powerpuff Girls where Bubbles decides she needs to be hyper violent in order to keep up with with this, her sisters, and uh, yeah, she goes hardcore and she's like, "Mercies for the week." But she does indeed go hardcore. Stuff. Yeah, uh, you know mm-hmm. what else is hardcore? This season two premiere of Hey Arnold. So let's get right into it. Oh, it goes. It does go. It, it goes. do be going. So we are here today to talk about uh, season two, episode one of Hey Arnold, part A being Save the Tree. Uh, both these episodes originally aired September 22nd, 1997. And what's cool is I think this is the first time I've seen this same hmm. same writer-director configuration for both. For the pair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. remember seeing that in season one. Uh, so written by Joseph Purdy and directed by Dan Povenmire. Uh, later of, again, Phineas and Ferb fame. That was fun to say. 
Uh, <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of Everybody Hates Chris, and Chris Chris Rock's white best friend is one of those two. He goes on to voice either Phineas or Ferb, I forget, along with Jojen mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones. Um, so, I'll in Save the Tree. Arnold and the gang must stop Big Bob. That was kind of hard to read and say out loud for some reason. From chopping down the oldest tree in town. Big Bob. Big Bob, yes. I just want to comment real quick. There was only two things in my childhood. Movies and TV had me convinced that my life would not be complete until I had at least one, if not both, of these things. And that was those two things were mm. a golden retriever as a pet and a treehouse. Uh-huh. I wanted in a treehouse. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was just very it was on a pedestal. It was like this is the height of like I guess as a kid it's like, oh, this is your space, blah blah blah. I'm like, what I mean like what other I'm wondering for you, like what other tree houses kind of come to mind for you that just kind of like nineties childhood tree house or whatever, like what 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 springs to mind in your for you? My God, I never had a tree house either. Neither did I. But growing up it was a lot of N sixty four. Yeah. In, in the downstairs yeah and you know as much as my own as it could have been for yeah. little six six-year-old five-year-old jean or whatever for whatever sure age we were when the 64 was popping for sure yeah i could see that i think i guess for me like the closest thing would be like yeah like making like a blanket for it or something like that but then i was always i mean there was mm-hmm. always a little tree house in arthur and granted that was just your standard like cube boxy tree house but i'm like that's cool they still can just like yeah. read comics up there whenever you want there's the tree house in the mm-hmm. sand lot which to me that's pretty iconic because they like all that crazy stuff happens in there. They make the s'mores, all the vacuum cleaners blow up. Uh, the yeah. tree house that mm. Danny Trejo designs for Carmen and Judy and Spy Kids too <laughs> comes to mind. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, it's pretty old, but it's like stupid, ridiculous high tech. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Yeah, that was a pretty, pretty dope top tier tree house. And then uh, the treehouse at the end of Step Brothers, I guess, too. That's made out of the uh, the destroyed Robert's destroyed boat. <laughs> yeah. So how does this? Um, I think it's interesting. Boat and ho, yes. Uh, I think this episode's cool in that. Well, both of these episodes kind of do this, but it's a little bit more about the kids as a group, as an ensemble. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, I don't know what happened between the first and second seasons, but all of a sudden all the kids' personalities are just so much more defined. Like, they're equal parts mm-hmm. stronger without being without being mm-hmm. too broadly caricatured, but they also feel more just like, well, as Mr. Simmons would say, unique individuals. Yeah. I mean, they feel, they feel true to form, but I think in season one where we spent the episodes kind of exploring the boundaries of what each character was going to be and where they intersect and where they kind of collide, if you will, this first episode feels like okay they found the boundaries they want sid to fill and the boundaries that they want helga to fill and they really fall into their character right that's a good point yeah mm -hmm. yeah and this one yeah in terms of the additional because it's like sheena's kind of part of it which seems like an odd choice Mm -hmm. um was phoebe part of it at all no not in this one right it was like it was a there were like some omissions in the group as no, to no yeah, yeah it's it's just Helga and Phoebe are Harold, the only girls Harold Sid Stinky Stinky Sheena I think that was it yeah Arnold, I don't Gerald. think was Harold even part of this part part of the tree yeah. stuff oh, okay I guess just not as not as not I'll have to go back and look but yeah um, I think so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but yeah like Sid maybe be, not I don't think whoever so. criticized Sid for throwing the sink I think it was probably it was stinky. 
think it was probably yeah something like that yeah but yeah i guess that's that's okay because it's like you're just spending more time to again fill out their quirks a little bit more like sid kind of subverting like the dumb hick stereotype and he mm-hmm. can he says surprisingly insightful things like can't fight city hall <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Sid just being proud. Sid, sorry. Oh no, he says can't fight the system. That's what it was. I wrote. I wrote it down <laughs> phonetically. <laughs> um, and Sid being, yeah, Sid just being kind of he he can be grounded, which I respect. But then he also just yeah. is prone. He's very prone to panicking, losing his composure very easily. I think that's the thing. I think that is Sid's sort of defining thing. We mm-hmm. get we get another and some other guy yeah, out of him in this one. With the <laughs> yeah, big, exactly. Big Bob, we get into Big Bob's basic like his number two, his number two, his little henchman, his yeah. henchman. Who I forget when we learn his name, but his it's it might be later this season, but we later learn his name is actually Nick Vermicelli, which I oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a treat! I'm excited. It is yes, yeah. I think um I think the parade float episode. I think we actually get that, but yeah, he's he, he seems he seems sketch and. You're left with more questions than answers oh, as, yeah, to the, absolutely. as to the Beeper Emporium Empire, you know? Yeah, and he was so willing to run the kids over and said, fuck that. It was the goatee. It was the goatee and the, it was the, he got the Steven Seagal thing going on, like the goatee and the ponytail open yeah, yeah. wide lapel shirt. Bad news <laughs> all over the place, you know? And, uh, I, I, very I, bad news. Yes. <laughs> But big, great, big Bob showing this episode though. Again, I think he was a little more mm-hmm. slimmed. He wasn't as like I swear, like his first couple appearances, he was a little more like beer bellied, like a little more John yeah. Goodman esque, I, I guess. Um, but. Yeah. No, they made him fit. He's fit now. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like I can't like I don't know. I was gonna say like J.K. Simmons, but he's like he's like super cut. J.K. Simmons looks like Bruce Lee. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of like older middle aged men who like look like they're out of shape, but they're not. It's, it's tough to tell. Like, I don't know, Nick Nolte. <laughs> Take him off the fucking grid. <laughs> um, but, yeah, two things about Big Bob. I realized he actually does have a catchphrase because the the only minimum criteria for a catchphrase is, like, this, has this character said it more than once, and he already has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I'm getting at here? I do not. He goes, hey, 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 hey. He did it again. Hey, he, hey, did, hey, hey. he did it yeah. again this episode. <laughs> And That's I, right. I yeah. really want to pull, I think I figured out how to do it through VLC, but I do want to pull the audio of him just going, oh, these crazy situation comedies and put it like at the top of this episode. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try that. I was like, what? That's my favorite. That's like one of my favorite big Bob lines. And I'm so happy that we got it already this soon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and mis misnaming Arnold, I think, happens more uh, as of this season. I think he frequently just refers to him as like Alfred. <laughs> it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> reflexively some name that starts with an A. <laughs> oh my god, and the or the weird headed kid. He just calls him as such as well too. Hey, he is a <sighs> weird headed geek. He just he is a he weird headed really, geek. He really is. <laughs> I misunderstood Helga during her soliloquy. I couldn't tell if she said if she meant. Arnold was the symbol of her body's youth or Mighty Pete was. But I think upon closer inspection, I'm pretty sure it's Mighty Pete. I think my mind was just in yeah. the gutter for a second there. Yeah. Probably. We're we're like three <laughs> we're like three we're two or three seasons away from her saying that Arnold makes her girlhood girlhood tremble. <laughs> so we're they're they're working mm-hmm. up to it, you know. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. We'll be in. 
And speaking of really strong characterizations, I think the thing that, or the best part of this episode is just how much more strongly characterized Grandma and Grandpa are. are. Yes, and that just in that one, absolutely. just in that one scene in the in the kitchen where they're lamenting as to like Mighty Pete's getting torn down, you know, and mm-hmm. that's this, yeah, this is this is. I think already I'm like I've settled more into a comfort groove of like, okay, this is the Hey Arnold that I. I feel like I have the most fondness for and probably just spent the most time watching to in all in all realism. Mm. Like the thing of gotcha. gra- grandpa going into just a long winded speech about his history with the tree. <laughs> like I first climbed down mm-hmm. it as a lad. I helped build the first tree house with indoor plumbing and its sturdy branches. I spent a lot of my honeymoon in that tree. Say one of the chopping it down. I'd like to take some pictures. <laughs> and Followed with the minor. <laughs> I know he's so ready. Yeah. <laughs> followed with the minor key version of his theme song, <laughs> like with like a honky tonk piano. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the music is just so much better this season already. And it was yeah, good. Yeah. Like just yeah. In terms of like augmenting the characters and the dialogue, like you really, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like I have to listen. I feel like I'm watching twice really paying attention to dialogue and then the second time just trying to listen really hard to the mu- more to the music. You know, I'm getting mm-hmm. a lot more out of it this time, I think, doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to be intentional and listen in for it instead of just trying to, like, get the narrative at the mm-hmm. same time as, like, how it all comes together. It's been good. Yeah, especially with how the sound is mixed and everything. You know, everything's just kind of thrown together. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's only within 11 minutes. So, like, it, it happens fast pretty much, I guess. I, <laughs> I think I also want to track... The number of times Arnold is having to wear a costume that covers his whole body. We have the banana <laughs> suit, obviously in Downtown is Fruits. He looked really stupid uh, <laughs> dressed up as a tree. <laughs> he looked so he dumb. He looked really d- so dumb. Oh my god! But he did look really cool in his hoodie. No, no, I was gonna say his 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 yeah. his pajama hoodie thing and the decision yeah. that everybody wears like a matching top and bottom set and it's all very earth tones yeah. and I don't know maybe that has to do with mm-hmm. the tree and stuff but yeah and I thought it was cool seeing people I like you know I think I like seeing characters in their like pajama variants and that like sing, uh, mm-hmm. Gerald and uh, Stinky both have nightcaps yep that was cute yeah <laughs> <laughs> remind me again in Sally's Comet was it Ger- Gerald was dressed up as a as a comet right not not Arnold because Gerald was yes, like, and okay. Arnold was like a planet or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we can count that. He was like Saturn or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to. Okay, yeah. so that's three right there. Okay, so Arnold, Arnold, yeah. in, Arnold in costume. We'll, I'll make another column Arnold for that. Arnold in stupid costume. Arnold in stupid costumes. <laughs> uh, you know who did it? Who didn't look stupid and totally pulled off all of her looks this uh, episode? That was Grandma. So we got absolutely two Pukisonas in the chamber. And her radical revolutionary tendencies, which were established in Lockjaw, um, were against mm-hmm. again on full full display here. <laughs> I I did uh, enjoy this screen grab where she like throws she like throws the paperwork after being uh, stiffed by the clerk. He is yeah, all absolutely. Crossing. That guy was a dick. Bag. He was like, first of all, I don't like I hate kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're they kid- did a lot of those good snap like yeah. juxtapositions yeah. of like a positive sentence and then the exact opposite of it happening. Besides, you're a kid, and the government loves kids. <laughs> First off, fucking I, hate kids. I hate kids. <laughs> Where did that even come into play? Why would he say that? <laughs> Who asked? 
I think just because, like, what's this? You know, it's the middle of the day. Um, yeah, I probably pulled Arnold out of school. Mighty Pete was getting torn mm-hmm. down on a Friday. I just yeah. Is At it? 12 uh-huh. p.m. or 12, 12 a.m. sharp. He did say on the 16th sharp. So, like, assholes. They should have seen it coming. They should have known Big Bob. Big Bob doesn't play fair. He was. He almost, There's got to be laws he, against he that. Almost, he almost paid Arnold. He paid. He was ready to pay Arnold hush money to throw the spieling bee. He did. He did. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the be- I wonder if the Beeper Emporium would have adapted with the times. You know, if he would have hmm. just started selling. I don't know, fucking Palm Pilots and stuff, or if it would have just went the way of Radio Shack. At a certain point. Yeah. I feel like Beeper Emporium, I almost, I think I always saw it as like a Best Buy scale. Yeah. Or yeah, again, like sharper image or you know something. What I mean? Yeah. Emporium yeah. implies a certain, a certain size or a circuit city yeah. at best or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. Which. I also like that they called back to the vacant lot too. You did. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, on Vine, that, that vacant lot on Vine Street. Uh-huh. Speaking uh, speaking of callbacks, let's let's real quick bring some attention to another significant change here. How does so we get we get the second Arnold? I mean, they like there's a, it's like figuring out it's like bat the number of people who've played Batman at this point. It's almost the same number of people who yeah. wound up voicing Arnold. So we transition mm-hmm. out of uh, Torn Cottle and enter Philip Van Dyke. Uh, Mm-hmm. He was kind of a late '90s staple on like Nick and Disney a little bit. He was like the dude in Halloween Town who like isn't he's like a troll or an elf or whatever. He gets zapped at the end. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. His voice had dropped, but he definitely aged out of Arnold by that point. Uh, what do you make of this yeah. kind of rebooted Arnold? I don't know if we saw enough from Arnold this episode to yeah. really settle into it because yeah. he sounded like he sounded like he was Arnold leaning into being cool, which I was kind of down with. Like that's fine. Uh-huh. Um, but this episode not being about Arnold made made it hard for me to critique that's, it. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it'll be a while. It'll be at least a couple weeks before we do that because even next week it's like a Helga episode and then a Gerald episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But at least it's more – it's interesting. This is actually seeing him more in how he – exist with his friends for for good and for ill yeah. as we will see <laughs> uh shortly yeah. um real quick back on the grandma i was into it though yeah for sure for sure back on the grandma train though uh which which pookie sona uh does it for you a bit more like hippie tree hugger uh, grandma or tarzan tarzan pookie <laughs> i think tarzan pookie takes tarzan i mean yeah same. this like you know this is right right late this is right around the same time as george of the jungle in the tarzan movie so like that was yeah, you know who didn't do the Tarzan yell while like swinging from the chain of a swing or whatever, and just the yeah. any any excuse we get to hear Grandma like cackle semi maniacally. Yes, that's a yes. that's a win in my book. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I believe I think uh, I have to thank Helga. Unhinged Grandma. Yeah, I do. I do too. I have to thank Helga for. Um, Helga took the hey Arnold, hate Arnold for this episode right out of my mouth. She pretty much said it for us. If I hit the lever, I think I can stop it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was such a good mog. So good. <laughs> Moving target. <laughs> right after it shatters against the wall on the opposite end. It does. He, like, overshoots it. He doesn't... It's it's the space invaders. You have to shoot... Don't shoot where it is. You have to shoot where it's going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, to his credit, pretty fairly accurate. I was going to say, sure, sure. Yeah. He's the only one who, like, actually tried to aim for the instruments. 
in the yes. bulldozer. Everyone else just puts stuff in the <laughs> in the way. Uh, yeah, he did his damnedest, and I respect it. Although I did, I did appreciate that Sid. I didn't notice that the episode opens with Sid being okay. I fixed the plumbing on the sink, which presumably was laid by or installed the sink, which was presumably originated by Grandpa. If it is the exact same plumbing, and then he's the one who throws the sink in the path of the bulldozer. <laughs> yeah. Respect that he knows how to fix a sink, but I also mm-hmm. don't know if that means they were imagining a working sink. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> I mean, it could have been a like a, in as much as an outhouse has plumbing, who knows? It could have been the same yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, are they are they young enough to still be in their imaginative phase? You think? I guess it depends. If for, fourth grade is a fourth grade is a tough age, I want to say because you're starting to like get pulled away from just that very imaginative place I want to say and the just kind of yeah. like oh you just have to be in the sports or whatever or fucking like video games or whatever it is now uh-huh. it's a it's a it's a transitional TikTok time is what it is now TikTok is what it is yeah it's not gonna be yeah. Twitter anymore that's you sure. subscribed to TikTok I did yeah you you said did past tense you send a lot of them oh I do I, I am sub- I am on TikTok I will say yes yeah sorry <laughs> I did in the past and in still currently is what I meant to say <laughs> again not the deepest and again i mean i don't know i think it's all just like a random thing i think but just it's an to, opener it's an yeah. opener it's an opener i think again mm-hmm. it does it does what it does and i will say the the mighty pete motif was pretty was really cool yes that yes kind of reminded me of the monsters inc theme in terms of how the melody goes like and then it goes it's Again, really driving home, it's this thing that kind of it's it feels big. It kind of slopes, and then it's a little like kind of slopes back down, and like you feel kind of the age of the tree, or just the yeah. sentimentality to it. But the main that it's like this mainstay. I don't know. It just it sounds the way the tree looks, and I did appreciate just yeah. the shots of the tree kind of from below. So playing kind of with the perspective, like the tr- the trunk looks super big, and like the the tree house. The treehouse looks very sprawling for what it is, even if yeah. it's just in within this lot, you know. Yeah, it put us it put us in the kid's shoes, yeah. you know, and, and let us look at it with like some wonder. Yeah, I think the the closest thing I had to that was like the play structure at my elementary school, which I always thought was dope, and I was like sad because I only had access to that structure until second grade, because then I was forced to spend all my recesses on the other side of the school because they it was like sequestered away from each other, like the grade levels. Oh. And, Interesting. Yeah, and then um, at a certain point, I think some kids were like messing around or hanging around, hanging out on the play structure uh, over the summer, and they had fireworks on them because it what? or it burned down, and I just saw like a giant chunk. Like the my favorite thing about it was the slide, and I just saw that it was all missing, and it just looked like it looked like a dinosaur had taken a oh, giant no. bite out of it. And I, my only conclusion is that they started a fire and like melted all the fiberglass oh, plastic, plastic. <laughs> yeah. so r.i.p to the Dang. closest thing i had in childhood to, to mighty pete so <laughs> that counts as mighty pete is what it is yeah all right moving on to i can't wait to see oh, where we go here this is the one this is it this, this is, is the this one. is the this yes. is this, this is the all fat stick of filipino pork barbecue uh to me it's a very specific <laughs> metaphor, but if you're Filipino, you know what I'm exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, save the episode two. Or sorry, episode one, part B. New teacher, same air date, same writer and director as previously established. Yep. 
Uh, when the kids make their new teacher, Mr. Simmons, quit his job, the replacement makes them realize just how good they had it. I think I, yeah, I think I messed up. Uh, someone messed up on Wikipedia there, so I had to fill in the blanks there. Um, yeah, let's fight them. Let's, let's, let's. Uh, real quick before we get into this, uh, you don't have to name names or anything, um, mm. but who was the uh, who was the meanest teacher you ever had and who was the nicest teacher you ever had? Meanest teacher I ever had? Uh, mm. I think the meanest teacher I had was probably my maybe maybe third grade because we were in this room that was in the back of the school that was like super dark, no windows that led to outdoors. It was just a window that led to the hallway. Oh my God! So, so it was a lot of just like incandescent lights or whatever they were at the time. Um, and she was very like she was very loud and very boisterous. And I also hello everybody. I went to a Christian school and I'm very much not that anymore. Um, so it was a lot of it was a lot of God. There was a lot of God there. Um, <laughs> so she was probably the meanest I had, but. Uh-huh. The nicest I had, I think, was eighth grade. He was uh, someone that everyone thought was scary because he was strict, uh, mm-hmm. but fantastic teacher. Really, really great. I think those are what stand out. I, I left out high school because I feel like high school doesn't apply to the podcast as much. No, not so much. I think by then we're, you know, we were all like, yeah, big for our britches, a little, yeah. a little too mouthy here. You know, when we were still young enough to like be scared of authority or whatever, or really like your all that. So similarly, uh, my meanest teacher was definitely fifth grade. Mm. I highly doubt she's still alive unless she's like, unless she is alive, in which I, in which case I'm wrong. But she like made me cry on at least one or two occasions just because she was Love like that. so hard on me. And I don't remember like what, what the dealio was. And I just felt super stiffed because there was only two possible teachers I could have gotten for fifth grade. And like one was the way more fun one and you did more activities and blah, blah, blah. And like I did not draw that straw <laughs> actually same thing it was like fourth and fifth grade i got the meaner so sorry. the meaner teacher alternative and then i don't know i always have a spot for like my kindergarten uh, teacher which i got what, fucked with the gotcha i did i think and i think and it's weird because kindergarten seems like a given but not like my kindergarten teacher was just super nice like kindergarten and first mm-hmm. grade she you know my first grade teacher like she played songs for us on the guitar and whatnot uh, and everything there were a lot of sing-alongs so, so i was feeling that you know so yeah i like but i like that we just we just get uh miss slovak just get i thought i remember miss slovak in my head like tell i thought miss slovak says like okay kids i'm actually following my dream to be a golfer bye and like puts on her golf club she did it too right we mandela affected ourselves on that but it's just fucking Mm -hmm. principal warts having to be the messenger and as you know, like Miss Slovak yeah. got called back to her home planet and died. Over her. Cara, yeah. Cara, Dune, Cara Dune was on Alderaan and it got blown up. She's dead now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> retcon, but uh, I guess. <laughs> and I always thought like Mr. Simmons's character design was like a re- was a reference to Doug because of the green sweater vest and the the you know the bald head and the white shirt underneath. Ah, yeah, that was always my. That's think about always that. what I thought of as a child. <laughs> that's the headcanon. He did yeah. the Socratic seminar, though. We 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 done we did those in our day in our time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to really think of. So okay, let's just put all the cards on the table here. The main thing about this yeah. episode is the kids are all fucking dicks. They fucking suck. <laughs> they suck. And Arnold is complicit. Hate everybody. Arnold is complicit with all the, of these shenanigans. Yeah, Arnold is complicit. And, I mean, if we can just jump right into sure. hate Arnold, sure, sure. the worst thing about Arnold is that his remorse is never well-founded. <laughs> never. He, like, does all this shit, 
and then feels bad about it and then tries to be the hero afterwards and all that shit. He's always like, no. What goes like? Even okay, like I guess he like opens the conversation and then they all come to their senses and stuff. And even the best exchanges. This is we got more of the other classmates here. But, like, mm-hmm. Harold especially has a lot of banger lines of, like, if only you guys weren't so mean to him. <laughs> and the yeah. very, very sincerely, very earnest. <laughs> to which Helga immediately follows up with, you're the one who ate his sandwich and broke his spirit, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> and as an adult, I... Yeah, you did. As an adult who really, I love a good turkey sandwich. Like, that's one of the things that has really changed about me as a person in the last 10 years so <laughs> to, mm. to see just how how crestfallen mr simmons was he's like you could have asked how for some sandwich you could <laughs> would have given you half what oh would have given you half <laughs> oh, that dude's a real he's just so well intentioned he is he is shout out to dan butler who is a, again a real ass actor they get like a lot of these like established like on camera actors to play like the adult roles he was on he was one of he was a like a regular character on Frasier I think oh but, no way yeah yeah so I like I think I, I tried getting into Frasier a couple years ago and yeah I just I was like oh fuck that's Mr. Simmons's voice um I think he like works at the radio station or something like that yeah the mom the mob mentality Everyone chanting, yeah. uh, mob chanting, gag runner check-in, everyone chanting bogus, bogus, bogus. And I still wonder yeah. when people stopped using bogus in, you know, common youth lexicon. Yeah, it's not around anymore, no. is it? No, it is not. It is not. I think the thing... Why? I don't know. Wow. Why? Why are we ragtag? <laughs> oh, my question. God. We're just building up here. I think the thing, the thing, I mean, again, with kind of revisionist anal- analysis... It kind of seems like Mr. Simmons is, I mean, the more we see of his character, I guess it really just depends on the context or on the scene. I'm still never sure whether I'm supposed to laugh at him because of the touchy feeliness or if I'm supposed to see where he's coming from and be like, oh, this dude's got it right. Like, which I think maybe it's both because in like the 90s, there was a lot of, I feel like the 90s was just a very cynical decade. Like it started, it started, I want to say with the 80s, you know, more so, um, and then it just That's like, fair. and yeah. then it kind of just, especially as it pertained to like children's programming, like all of the anti-Barney sentiments and everything like that, of which like Mr. Simmons is a total, is a total mm-hmm. human Barney, you know? Um, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. often a distrust and discomfort with nice people, like a skepticism there. And it's, uh, I feel like it's often unfounded. Yeah. I don't know. I think they judged him when he came in as kind of just like soft, right? And they, they pride themselves on, as we've seen through the episodes, being a little bit, not edgy, but... They're, they're kids, right? Yeah. They're rambunctious. They yeah. like to get into shit and, and make a mess of things. Uh-huh. And when somebody, you know, almost gives them too much freedom to be themselves, they're like, oh, well, I want to tell myself that instead of be told to do that. And then you have whatever his name is, uh, Lieutenant General Major Sergeant. <laughs> Lieutenant Major Goose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have the Goose who does exact opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, I don't know. I still don't think it's the right reason to go back running to the teacher you wish that you had and didn't treat like a dick. But, you know, it's what it is. It is. It's it's TV. It's TV. Um, yeah. It's TV. I've been watching, again, Tiffany and I have been making our way through Rick and Morty, and it just occurred, oh, to, it just occurred to me that Ma- Lieutenant Major Goose just looks like a buff, roided-out version of Mr. Goldenfold. Yep. That's a good take. <laughs> that's a good take. And it... 
I was really hoping it was like, oh, is, it, is Mr. T voicing this guy? But it's not. It's just some dude, like some dude who's like not credited, but he really goes in with like the stereotypical drill sergeant voice, and it's a. Does. It makes yes. it very my favorite. My favorite thing he says is just one word: symmetry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the context of it. Yeah. The delivery is too good. Curly, your hair's not curly, boy. What's your real name? <laughs> Thaddeus. Thaddeus. <laughs> All right, Curly. <laughs> oh my God, he did call. Wait, is that is that yeah. actually how the exchange went down? <laughs> yeah, oh exactly how it went down. <sighs> did you guys yeah, pull? Great. Did you guys great. dare pull any pranks at Highlands Christian schools? No, no. we would have gone I, to hell, okay, Michael. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We okay. We did, I will say in middle school, there was a coordinated pencil drop at least once. The, wow. The su- okay, IBL kids fucking sucked. Uh, the I was not complicit. I promise. Um, the sub was a total like nice guy, but a pushover. Um, I know that this mm. was not. Again, this is outside of the age range of the key demo of this show. But just so we have it on wax, can you please share with our listening public the bird the bird call story? <laughs> ah, yes. So I can take. 100% credit for this um, because I already had passed all my tests or knew I was going to pass my tests and wanted to stir a little shit. So this was AP English, I believe, yes. Miss Mac. Yeah, senior year who high school. We selectively chose because we knew she could take a joke and knew that she would be just upset enough um, <laughs> and, not, and not feel like we were bullying her like a Mr. Weinstein would have felt, I think. She was from New um, York. She could. She was from Brooklyn. Like she was hard as shit, thick skinned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She could take it. So, uh, I don't know how long in advance that we had planned it, but we decided that a certain minute during a certain test that we were taking or a quiz that we were taking, mm-hmm. that everybody would either like whistle or caw or like make some kind of <laughs> noise as they were as if they were a bird, so we could turn <laughs> the classroom into an aviary for a minute. <laughs> And no single person could get in trouble <laughs> because we would all share the blame. Oh my god! Um, so said minute rolls around, and all of us make bird noises. And I remember very clearly that Miss Mac, as she was like standing and making sure no one was cheating, just turned around and said, "Really?" <laughs> like, like <laughs> dead and dead eyed. And I think we all just laughed it off and went back to our test. Uh... Miss Mac, you was uh, great. Miss Mac, I, 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 you were, you were really cool. It was a, it was a nice release mm-hmm. deal. I mean, senior year was by and large pretty stressful at points, but she, it was mm. that class was like a weird nexus of like the stakes just didn't feel as high. AP AP Lit felt a lot harder to me, but I think it's because mm-hmm. we weren't like reading as much. We were just like, we weren't reading like shit like The Crucible and My Antonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've, yeah. I've, I've, I felt that class a lot, a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I think Miss Mac was also just a really good teacher. Like yeah. I think our our English suite was very strong, mm-hmm. and then we had one very strong math teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that's what it was. Um, in between sciences, like if you had Doctor Ted, you were solid, and if you didn't, then you you'd make it through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no the the humanities were were very strong in our high school. Yes, yes, they were. Which is, I mean, that's why you and I are such great orators for 22 episodes and counting. Mm. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, where was I? <laughs> 
I don't know. The, I, don't the, the, I think nah, no, oh, I know. I kind of pencil drop. Pencil, pencil drop. drop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pencil drop and just curly. I don't know. I think curly was used just the right amount. Like it was. Yes. The, the first time we've seen him used since World since False Alarm, he's not portrayed as the class psycho, but he is still pretty off kilter. Like he's the one who gets told yes. to fake a fake a debilitating illness, and the wide uh-huh. shot yes. is just him like on the floor rolling along, and when everyone's fucking with Mister Goose by asking why, he's, he goes with the secretary. Why do <laughs> fools fall in love? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is a song so good. by Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, uh, who yes, was it is. arguably the original boy band and the precursor to Michael Jackson. <laughs> so <laughs> most would say, "Oh boy, Truth Crown." And can you imagine if we if we did a Truth Crown in high school? It would have been the most insincere exercise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> unless we were in the AP class. Okay, then. that's true. Then it would have been like playing Russian roulette and there were two people that you didn't want to sit across from. Yeah. Who has the most effed up hallucination face as Mr. Major Goose is coming undone oh. and having like what is most likely a PTSD flashback? It's got to be Helga. Yeah. yeah she's me the too. mask from Crash Bandicoot, right? That one or the bad guy? Yeah. Aku Aku or Uka Uka? <laughs> I think whatever it, the mask is. It, okay, okay. Well, Uka Uka is the bad guy one, like the one who looks like. He's all charred and stuff, but yeah. This there were evil two brother. masks in yeah. Crash Bandicoot? It, in the bad guy in Crash Bandicoot warped, like, I mean, it's always Dr. Neo Cortex. Hey, this is all late 90s, so it, it's on brand, folks. Um, big fan of Crash Bandicoot here. Uh, Insane Trilogy was great. Um, mm. Yeah, so you start out with, I mean, Aku Aku is your gold star, you know, in Mario. Uh, you gotcha. get, you get, you can take one extra hit. Well, actually, he's actually equal parts your mushroom, your super mushroom, and your gold star, um, because gotcha. you get. But you need to get three of them to get gold star, where you can run around and just make contact with things and take out the enemies and stuff. Um, so he's that, and he's your mentor, I guess. Ish, he doesn't really do much, um, but story wise. And then hmm. in the third one, Doctor Neo Cortex, he crash lands in a temple because the second uh-huh. game is him making a space station with the gems or whatever. It's all like, it's like, it's just cribbing concepts from like Mario and Sonic at that point. Uh, and then he gotcha. finds uh, Uka Uka, which is Aku Aku's evil, evil brother from some kind of, okay. you know, black Adam, like slumber stasis. So gotcha. There you go. That's a, that's your Thank crash you. bandicoot uh, mythology breakdown for this week. That's very helpful. Wow. Cause Arnold doesn't look any different. In this uh, in this one, yeah. oh, not really. I mean, it looks kind of his normal face. It is his normal face. It I, and his normal I, teeth and his normal dumb look. <laughs> Pretty much, and like Brainy doesn't. Brain, Brainy's not much of a stretch. No, no, not too much. Where yeah, the Helga's is. Sheena's also not far off. No, she she a little farther yeah, apart. Yeah, <laughs> Sheena's not very off model, and I and it occurred to me. No. I have to check. I'll have to check the. Uh, I have to check the cast or the credits. But is Sheena's voice actress just Helga's, but way higher up? It sounds because it kind of oh, sounds like her. I think that might just Maybe. be Francesca Smith playing double duty. Why are you humming that, that patriotic song? Why are you humming that patriotic song? <laughs> Oh boy. God, the kids are little shits, man. They didn't deserve Mr. Simmons it, to come it's, back. It's kind of a little rascal's 
dynamic like all these kids are terrible and have problematic <laughs> problematic beliefs <laughs> yeah yeah um fuck them kids bro <laughs> Uh, I could go for a Harold Berman sandwich right about now, though. I will say this: this uh, they gave us back a cue, and I think it was slightly tweaked and remixed. We got, I think, another version of the Connie Maria ending thing, like giving them the kisses. That's right. That yeah. w- I was like, that was totally it. I think it was a little more stripped down, maybe a little less, a little less going on in the background, like carrying the melody. But it was mm-hmm. that was totally it, and I, I liked hearing that again. That was nice. Yeah, I mean, they. It seems like they we'll probably settle into a couple of different melodies mm-hmm. for the moments that are like genuinely tender and like everybody's met in the middle. Like, yeah, this, this is, I called it the sentimental redemption theme, even though it probably has a cooler right? name, which makes sense though, because I feel like the other ones that are just like good endings don't really need it. But these ones feel like there's like a moral kind of to be revealed in it. Mr. Which, Simmons moral, you know, if you we'll, were. we'll get into that later, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Let me see here. I think that's kind of it on that one. I mean, it's just, Again, it's all both of these episodes are just very like ensemble. So it's like everyone kind of back. Yeah, it's kind of welcome back. Here's everybody, the kids you know, but a little plussed up as a as they say in the imagineering world. So I'm I am which will be a cool juxtaposition with next week where it's much more like, Hey, we're focusing on this person and then we're focusing on this person. Mm-hmm. But here it's more just that zinger thing of everybody like getting their one liners, reestablishing kinda who everyone is. Stinky actually has a personality now, which is cool, which I appreciate it. Yeah. We already got Sid. Yeah, we had we got a the the decent joke, amount of Sid last time. But yeah, again that's like surprisingly he's like smarter than he lets on. Mm-hmm. On account yeah. on account of my I wonder like how I should count how many times he said, On account of my like that's just his that's his I say, yeah. I say. Stinky's fun to watch develop too because mm-hmm. I mean he is definitely country smarts, right? Like yeah. I think all the episodes that will focus on him are like things that no one else is able to do but somebody who was raised in the I love it. His, his pumpkin episode is so fucking wholesome. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I mean, everyone's kind of an underdog at one point or another, but his stuff yeah. comment his the stuff involving Stinky, I don't know, that just it, it hits me in, in a special place. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he comes out from the cold and becomes a baby like a favorite character of mine. He might, I think he might. I think I honestly think yeah. he might. I'm already just really excited because yeah, now we have just way more of stuff of the other kids to to comment on already. Yeah, the foundation yeah. is laid. We, yeah. we get to we get to build now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Woo! All right, dude. Um, let's see. Well, I think I'm good. I think I'm good on this one. I think we've said what I we need to say. It's a nice, nice foundation. I feel like this was the uh, this was the kickstart. And then once more cheeky in-person banter for our, I guess, friends giving edition, <laughs> as it just so turns out uh, next yes. week. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. What do you feel are the Mr. Simmons morals for these two? Stand up for what you believe in, mm. even if they are nostalgia. Don't be a dick to people <laughs> that are nice to you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I was going to go with sometimes old things are awesome, yeah. which I guess more or less is what you just said. And cynicism is cynicism is unhealthy. Like, Absolutely. If somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And that yeah. goes both ways for Mr. Simmons and Lieutenant Major Goose. No, I take it back. The first moral is you can't hit that lever with a coffee cup. <laughs> if, you, if you think you can hit the lever and stop it, you can't. <laughs> you can't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Woo! <laughs> Don't overestimate your throwing ability. <laughs> Just because you have a football head doesn't mean you can throw a football. Or a mug. Or a mug. <laughs> that works, too. Idiot. Oh, boy. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for rocking with us uh, for one season and counting and embarking with us on oh, the yeah. second. Uh, as we said, yeah, next week's episode, we will be covering uh, season two, episode two. I'm going to have to get used to see- saying season two, which is... Helga's love potion and Gerald's mm. secrets, and we will once again be joined by Kay, because that worked out amazingly the first time, the last time around. So we're gonna do it again. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. And never eat raspberries as well. On top of that, 